You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show. Thank you for being here with us today. The purpose of this show is to help you learn something new, leave you feeling better than before you got here, and to give you access to tools, for example, books, practices, and ideas that can make your life better. These episodes are recorded live on Facebook Gaming, and if they're not on Facebook Gaming, they'll be recorded live on Twitch. If you'd like to participate in the conversation, I go live most days at 11 a.m. Eastern. I also upload these recordings as videos on my YouTube channel. If you'd prefer to watch the videos, you can hop on over there. I'm extremely grateful for your support on this podcast. And if you listen to this every day, the intro is exactly 60 seconds long. So if you start a new episode, you can just hit click forward 30 seconds twice to get right to it. You are about to experience an incredible live online free course showing how I became a Facebook partner in 2021. If you are a live streamer, if you're a gamer, and you'd like to build your following, you'd like to do gaming as your job, then you will find this extremely helpful because I've had a lot of experience on the way to becoming a Facebook gaming partner. I have a rich story and we're shooting this live on Facebook right now and I'll be answering questions as I do this live course. I have no notes. I have just a vision in my head of what to say today and I'm so excited to put this out there live on Facebook and then I'll put that on the rest of my channels which are available at jerrybanfield.com. Let me say first, hello, Lisa Ladybug Martin, Rudy Cena. Let me say first that I am under no illusion that this is something I did myself. I am a Facebook partner today because millions of people at one point or another watched my videos Hundreds of thousands of people interacted somehow with my videos, clicking on them, sharing, liking, commenting. Tens of thousands of people kept coming back and watching my videos over and over again. And I've got maybe five, one to 5,000 true fans that watch something I create consistently, no matter what it is, and over a long period of time. So all of you gave this to me is how I look at it. And what I will focus on is what exactly I did in collaboration with what you did. So it's very important to understand you're not trying to go after something like being a Facebook partner or anything you're trying to get in life by yourself. You're doing everything in cooperation with others. And the question is, how do you sync up what you're doing in a way that's fun and enjoyable and exciting with what other people would like and would benefit from. It's kind of a dance. What's up, Trey and Anat, Nathan Doolin? Nice to see you all today. So let's talk a little bit about the most important thing with being a Facebook partner first. The number one thing that is worth considering above all else is why do you want to be a Facebook partner? And I'll talk about why I wanted to be a Facebook partner. And your why is the most important question you'll ask in anything you're doing. Your why is what will carry you through all the challenges. Your why is where all your motivation is. Your why will help you see whether going for something like a Facebook partner is the best thing or maybe there's something you'd rather do instead and to help you identify what do you really want. 
Thank you, the stars, I heard it somewhere. Ross, thank you for the 145 stars. I love you too, Ross. Thanks for the like the other day on the stream. My pleasure, Ross. So I wanted to be a Facebook partner because I love this. I love this. I love doing these live streams. I love teaching. And being a Facebook partner, I see, is an excellent platform for me to deliver my teaching. And I am a teacher, that's my passion. And playing video games and doing these hanging out streams and live courses is allowing me to exercise my passion. And teaching is one of the core things that I live for. I love teaching. I love helping others. And in the course of teaching you, I teach myself and learn myself and level myself up as well. And yes, as so, uh, as well as the what you might call higher inner purpose, I also wanted the Facebook partner badge. I also wanted access to the Facebook partner community. I also wanted access to those extra Facebook partner features, which we'll go through and talk about those unless I forget, because this is a live class with no notes. Because if you really know what you're talking about, you don't, at least if I really know what I'm talking about and teaching, it will simply come out of me and I don't need to disrupt the process. So there's a lot of questions about a partner in terms of the details and the salary. I'll show you the actual features of it. What I can tell you is why, what's up, Chris, Alexander, James, nice to see you on the stream today. What's most important to consider is why you want to be a partner. And if you just want to be a partner to get a little bit more money and to get a bit better of a reputation, that is not going to be a strong enough why to make it satisfying if it does happen and most of the time to make it happen at all. I felt like a Facebook partner long before there was any partner badge. In fact, some people actually congratulated me on being a Facebook partner before I was even invited to the program. They, one person came in the stream one day and said, hey, that's awesome, I'm happy to see you're a partner. And I said, I'm not aware of any invitation to be a partner, but I took that as a sign from the universe that what I wanted was coming. So set up your why. I love being a Facebook partner because of, yes, it gives some validity. Like, what do you do? Well, I'm a Facebook partner, that sounds simple. Why do you do it? I do it because this is what I love to do. So the most essential element is to focus on what you love to do. And if you think being a Facebook partner matches and is a relevant external manifestation of what you love to do, then it will be worth going into the details about how to make that happen based on my story. If you really want the Facebook partner for more than just what money you might get out of it, there's not a whole lot of extra money immediately or directly from becoming a Facebook partner. Let me dispel that illusion for you right now. That the stars you already are getting if you're a streamer, the tips, the supporters, those are not going to somehow miraculously go way up. And you're not going to, in most cases, get access to a whole bunch of other money that you didn't have before. So if you're thinking you've made it once you're a Facebook partner, in most cases that is grossly inaccurate. Which is why it comes back to consider why do you really want to be a Facebook partner? I thought that I'd love to be a Facebook partner so I could help show others how to become a Facebook partner. And uh, 
if you just want to be a Facebook partner because you think it'll be easy after that, take a look at some of the partners on Facebook that are struggling, that are feeling pressured to comply with their contracts and keep streaming, but they're not making what they consider enough money from doing it. They're not getting what they consider enough views from it. And it'll bring you back to that why. Why do you want to be a Facebook partner? And I want to be a Facebook partner because I want to be in a community that is a supportive of me doing my teaching and receptive to me doing my teaching. And being a Facebook partner seems like the best community for me to be in to do that. And therefore, here I am. Now, let's go over to some of the details of the partner program to begin, because if you're thinking about, okay, yes, Jerry, I love playing video games. I'd love to have the additional support and validation and opportunities available to being a partner. What exactly are those? Well, what I will do now is I'm going to look those up right now. So we're just going to type Facebook partner program in Google and then you can click on the first result that comes up and whoa that is not what you need to search for let's search for Facebook Facebook gaming there we go Facebook gaming click that that second result there Facebook partner program gaming that will give you what you want right here much better okay now let's switch back over here if if basically on Facebook if you get into the level up program then the next thing is to get a partner badge and if you want to see the exact requirements to be a partner just go to fb.gg streamer Facebook has now made these public so you can see well public to you in your dashboard you can see exactly what the requirements are but let's talk about the benefits before we talk about the requirements because if you want something, you might want to know what you get out of it before you figure what you need to put into it. And I can say again that just getting the Facebook partner badge in terms of the benefits, it's not that much compared to what I what my community already does every day. So getting a Facebook partner badge does does very little in the short term to expand on what I've already got. That said, I am very happy with the benefits and I am very grateful to be in the program. But I want to dispel any illusions that somehow being a partner for you is going to change your live streaming experience completely. It will not do that. Here's what you get with the partner badge. So you get your partner badge, which is cool. You get early access to features and products. You get invites to test new features. For example, this means right now partners have gifted subscribers, which regular level up to do not. That means people can give you gift subs. It also means partners have access to things like in-stream ads, whereas level up gamers currently don't have that. However, once these features are tested, many of them do become available to level up. For example, supporters used to be partners only then it came into level up creators. You have non-restrictive access to in-stream ads, which I just mentioned. You have exclusive creator events, which there's not many of those right now. I certainly hope in the future there are. And more personalized gaming support. The gaming support that you get is a partner. Does seem to be pretty fabulous. I'm giving that a try myself. 
the partner group is awesome and the support you get as a partner is sweet. Chris, thank you for demonstrating that partner benefit there with the gift sub. I'd love to know whoever got that. So these are the benefits, which means these are worth having. However, these are not worth hustling, grinding, spending money on ads. These benefits are not worth stressing yourself out over. And uh, I talk about that because that's what I did. I stressed myself out trying to become a partner. I ran ads. I hustled crazy hard. I even made complete online courses about Facebook gaming. Facebook gaming even shared one of my videos before. And I pushed so hard that I actually quit gaming right when I was probably in the best position to get invited to the partner program in 2019. I actually quit gaming because I was trying so hard and what I wanted, in my opinion, wasn't manifesting and I gave up. So when I'm talking about what you might not want to do, that's because in almost every single case, I did it. So let's take a look at how to apply. Partner eligibility is based on factors. So it says check your current progress and click on fb.gg streamer. Now notice that your country will have to be listed on their list here. This is not something currently open in every country. I'm sure it will be open in more countries. Here's what happened after I applied. I applied and for several weeks I didn't hear anything back except I signed an NDA. At which point I got my partner offer like a day or two before it was supposed to start and I'm glad I checked my email because sometimes I don't check my email and it's possible if I hadn't checked my email for a couple of days, I could have totally missed it and I might have had to apply again or wait a while. So once you apply to be a partner, check, make sure you put your best email address and check your email every day for the for whatever they're going to offer you. It took about three weeks for mine. Some of them went faster, some of them went slower. And the partner process, you do sign a non-disclosure agreement, which of course I'm keeping in mind throughout this. Now there's, it's pretty easy not to discuss the specific things that are given in the contract because well, there's not that many of them. So the key thing with being a partner is that every partner has the ability to get a different contract. So if you see one partner that, for example, is getting a guaranteed income, and then you can see another partner who's not, every single partner has different potential offers, not only that they can get, but that can be given at different times as they're in the partner program. What's great is the partner program gets you in the door, and it, you once you're in the door, and whatever contract you get initially, you, of course, could have the ability to have that adjusted over time. Therefore, my suggestion is if you want to be a partner, in most cases, you'd want to just take whatever is offered to begin because then you can always, as your stream grows, if it's appropriate to ask for something else, then you can do that. From what I imagine, based on almost no data at all, most partners do not have a guaranteed income that's offered from my guess based on partners I've talked to. Therefore, a lot of you ask, is there a guaranteed income? That depends on each partner, and I would say usually to start, I'm guessing that most don't. Now that's just my guess, and that is what you, therefore, you want to consider that. Now some, if 
In some cases, you might be able to get a guaranteed income. However, that is not something that would be given that would be in most cases would be drastically more than whatever you are already receiving. For example, if you've met whatever criteria is in your streamer dashboard to become a partner, then I doubt you would get a guaranteed income a whole lot more than what you're already getting. Does that make sense? So every single situation is different and the benefits here do not say guaranteed income anywhere. So I want that to be clear also that the benefits do not guarantee you an income by default as a partner, although I've heard that that's possible. I just, yes. Yes, I, so partners, partners by default, not every partner or it look. So look right here. It does not say a guaranteed salary in here anywhere. It doesn't say that there's a guaranteed salary in here anywhere. And really, you are even if you are offered a guaranteed salary, that's going to be based on what you're already bringing in. For example, I'd imagine if you're getting, say, $10,000 a month, for example, in your supporters, in your stars, then it could be possible you could be offered a guaranteed salary of something similar. However you can see that it would only be based on what I would imagine, since I am just imagining all this, I would imagine it would be based on what you are already getting. Therefore, your community is going to be your source of income. So I would discourage you from thinking that Facebook's just going to be handing out money in the partnerships. Your community is your source of income, and I imagine the more your community gives, the more there's an opportunity to have some guarantees or to have some bonuses. Just like in the rest of life, the more you bring in, the more will often be given to you without seeming to do anything for it. So we've went through how to apply it. We'll go through the benefits in a bit more detail and then talk about a lot of the details uh, that you might be thinking about. Who just sent some more stars? Let me show that up. Christian, thank you for the 150 stars, Christian. I took the music off, but I'll dance a little bit. I'll dance a little bit because if I'm putting this in other formats, the music gets really crazy. So I've covered all of these things up front so that you understand what the partner program is and what it is not. And I've set to illustrate the partner program is not a you've made it and you're going to get a whole bunch of money forever off of it. The partner program is support for what you've already built. That is something that may dispel some myths for some of you. All right, let's look at the benefits in more detail. You'll notice most everything is pretty similar. I'll turn my image off here for a minute. Most everything is pretty similar. Partners and level up creators most of the time get most of the same benefits. So. Level up creators and partners can stream at the same resolution, and this is subject to change over time. Partners and, and level up get to send stars. Once you, you can get supporters without being a level up creator. Currently, sub gifting is only partners. However, I imagine that will go to level up creators also. In stream ads when you're live and when was live and videos on demand limited to meet criteria. So those are available before your partner as well. You can't do branded content. I haven't done anything on that myself so far. 
You do get customized support in both programs and there are some tickets available in both. You do get a little more access to gaming support and however, as a level up creator, you get access to plenty of support as well. I, and you get a creator group that you can access in both of them and then you have early access to features only for partners, partner badge only for partners, community gifting. I have not seen how that's used and I've not used the chat bot myself. So if you see the features between Level Up Gaming and Partner are very similar. And again, being a partner will help you a little bit more, maybe significantly, to support what you've already created. Therefore, the focus, and we're about to talk on Facebook what we look for in a partner, the focus is on giving a whole lot of value in a way that's joyful because since the partner program will assist you in being supported in what you are already doing, then you want to focus each day on doing something you love and that other people are open to supporting you on. Which means if you really think about it, you don't need the partner program. Your community is going to be in almost every case enough and uh, that means you don't need to hustle or struggle or set goals that I want to be a partner by this certain time. Just show up, love what you do, do a good job every day, and at some point, all of a sudden, you may have an invitation to be a partner. So here's what Facebook looks for in a partner. Yes, Christian, I'm talking about my experience making partner because this was something I really wanted for a long time. There is still very limited information about it because partners have a lot to do obviously with live streaming there's not that many existing partners out there that create content besides just gaming videos that for example make like educational things like this and some partners are hesitant to talk at all because of the non-disclosure agreement i'm very comfortable with since my primary passion is teaching I'm very comfortable keeping all of that stuff in mind and putting this into a format where it's very helpful for you, it respects my non-disclosure agreement, and it is enjoyable for me to do, which is all the key equations in here. So let's look at what you, Facebook looks for in a partner. Facebook looks for consistent. Now this is the one word I'd like to emphasize on this entire page more than anything else is the word consistent because the word consistent is the number one thing you're going to need in absolutely anything you do online or offline and how do you maintain consistency you do something that you love because it takes no effort at all to do what you love it takes no effort for me to show up here and do this because i love doing it i don't need to be motivated externally like you're gonna get a lot of money if you show up and do this I'm motivated internally. This is what I want to talk about today. And even if nobody else were to listen to it, I'd still like to talk about it just because I'm already thinking about it anyway. I might as well just say it. This is what was on my mind today. So this is what I talked about. And that is the number one thing I'd suggest if you want to be a partner is make absolutely sure what you're doing is what you want to do anyway. And we'll talk more about that in a little while while we go the rest of this. All right, so number one, consistent performance with engaged followers and stars received. I imagine Facebook tested out different metrics 
And on my streamer dashboard, at least, it came down to these two criteria. Engaged followers and stars received in terms of number metrics I could aim at and achieve. <laughs> All right, quick question. We'll take a quick question break here. Suil said, what do you think of streams that show their boobs and not, and not play but tag the game? This goes back to exactly what... Wow, Monique and Travis, you started streaming last week and got over 400 bucks on donations. That's amazing. All right, so what's important is that you love what you do. Again, it doesn't matter who's got their boobs out on a stream or who might be hacking or what other people are doing. Forget about what other people are doing and do what you love to do. My criteria is would I talk about this if I knew nobody'd donate Hell, if nobody'd watch and nobody'd ever care about what I created, would I still do it anyway? That's my way I judge whether I am in the right space of doing something. And that's often, that's a much different metric than I used to use. The metric I used to use was, what can I do to get the most views, the most reputation, the most money, the most followers? That's how I used to think about what I was going to do for my stream, which left me constantly researching, well, what game should I play? I want to play whatever game the most people are going to watch and follow and give money. But what happens doing that is you're going to ruin your consistent performance at some point. At some point, you're going to get sick of playing that damn game and you're either going to quit entirely like I did or you're going to start being not very watchable. And even some of the people who have huge followings and make a lot of money, in my opinion, are not watchable. They play the game and complain about the game and how broken it is, and they put down their opponents the whole time. Oh, you suck at this. Oh, you trash, bro. Now, sure, some people are, that's what they want to watch because that's the headspace they're in. But from my view, that's not watchable. I mean, I've, I've already experienced enough of doing that that I really don't need to see anybody else do it. And often, that is... Now, sometimes they may be playing just to what their audience expects and they might not even be able to feel like that, but very often, that's an honest experience from somebody who's sick of playing the same game and is bored with it and then is just constantly complaining about it. Oh, this sucks, that sucks, that's stupid, that's, that's crap. That's why it's important to follow your heart and to see, well, what would you love to play? And if there's a conflict between, well, I want to play Magic the Gatherings, what I currently want to play. And, uh, well, that's not very popular compared to Warzone. I'm going to play what I want to play because if I don't get anything out of what I play, I had fun. And if I get something out of what I wanted to play anyway, hell, now I'm really happy. But if I show up and try and play what you want me to play based on what I think you want and then I'm not even having fun doing it, what really stinks on your stream is when you made hundreds of dollars and you're judging that stream as a success because people gave money when it wasn't even that enjoyable. In fact, it was kind of stressful to play in the first place. If you just want money, go work a job. It's a lot better deal than try than setting up a live stream and planning to be a Facebook partner. Being a Facebook partner is not the greatest job because you don't have, unlike a job, 
you don't have reliable income over a period of time. Especially if you're totally dependent on one game, you might not be able to successfully switch from one game to another. And I've watched some of the very successful partners on Facebook. They play a different game and their viewership goes down 50, 60, 90%, which is normal. That's why it's so important to make sure you play what you love to play anyway. And you might be surprised at how much support there is. And even if it takes you longer to get partner versus trying to sacrifice and play a certain game, when you do get partner, it'll be something that's lasting. What you don't want to be is one of these partners is constantly posting about how hard things are for them and how the algorithm's not working in their favor and how the game they're playing sucks and they're tired of playing this game and it's not fair. Does that sound like a good experience for you to be? Is that the kind of experience you're looking for as a Facebook partner? Or are you looking at something that's truly enjoyable where you, like me, are excited to show up, really happy to do what you do, and then whatever you get out of it is just icing on the cake that you already baked yourself. That's how I look at it. And that's been, that was the single biggest block I experienced in becoming a partner is that I focused on getting the partner as a goal instead of focusing on loving what I do every day and being ready to accept the partner whenever it's ready for me. Adam says, would you say networking plays a part? Absolutely. And that's why it all comes back again to why are you doing what you're doing? Because the intention you set for your stream dictates what kind of networking you're going to do. For example, when I was playing, uh, when I set the intention that I want to be a Facebook partner, that I want to make lots of money, that I want lots of people watching, I attracted people that supported that. And I attracted other people who wanted to use my stream as a way to build their stream. I attracted people who only wanted to watch Warzone. And if I played a different game, they wouldn't watch. I attracted people who shared my stream, but only if I was playing Warzone. I attracted people who wanted to get some attention from being a part of my community. Rather than say just being happy to be in my community, my community was a means to their own similar end. And when I realized that, I realized I hadn't set the intention that I actually want to enjoy what I do. Because one of the worst things showing up live streaming is feeling like you're just going to work. Because unlike going to work, you're dependent on donations and people giving you money for what you're doing. Which ironically, the more you love what you do, the more people will often, but not always, give to support you. And that's why my Warzone stream did really good when I was enjoying and loving the game. My streams just blew up because it's kind of uncommon to see somebody who actually really likes playing Warzone play it. Maybe not uncommon, but if you watch a lot of the a lot of Warzone streams, you'll see a lot of people who don't seem like they're enjoying playing the game. More like they're addicted to it and trying to get some wins and trying to get more views and grind and hustle. Therefore, it's important again to go back to why do you do your stream? What do you love to do? And can you show up loving what you do first with and then 
you can attract a community that will support you doing whatever you love. Titus with the thousand stars. Let's go. Can we get a hashtag Titus up in here? Thank you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank you, Titus, for the thousand stars. You see how much joy I already have before anybody gives me anything that I'm already doing what I love and what I want to do. And I'm extremely grateful to receive anything at all while I'm already doing what I love. And my goal in doing this, this is to let you know that if you do what you love and you set an intention that I wanna do what I love every day and be around people who support that and that I can help them do what they love. If you set that as your intention, you will be supported no matter what game you play. And then you will network with people who will support you in that way. What I realized is that I don't want to be dependent on playing one game. I want to be supported no matter what game I play. I want flexibility that if I want to play Magic for six months straight every stream and then drop like or play Warzone for six months straight almost every stream and then drop it and not play it anymore, I want people to still watch. I want people to still show up and be here and still care. So I've set the intention that I want to attract people who are here for me and that I'm here for them rather than people who are here for the game and I just happen to be there. So when you're thinking about networking, networking is great if you first get in position to figure out what kind of network you need. And the network I'm looking for is people who love what they do and we all want to support each other in doing what we love. I have no interest in loving what I do every day while you miserably grind away at something you hate. I'm here to support you in doing what you love every day, which is why I've made this. Therefore, I suggest that if you want to successfully complete these, you need that consistent performance, you need the engaged followers, and the stars received, you need to stream often and promote positive and inclusive community, and all of that will take no effort at all if you think, what game would I love to play today if I knew nobody would watch? What would I do with myself on stream if I knew nobody would chat, nobody would give anything, nobody would care? What would I do just for me? And if that means you play Warzone solos all day, then go for it. If that means you want to play a game that you don't even believe anybody has played in the last 10 years and certainly nobody would watch it, go for it. Because what happens is your desires will constantly evolve. You might at first play a game and it might be fun for a few streams and nobody watches it. But then once you satisfy that desire to play that particular game, then you'll get a desire to play a different game. And say that one, nobody watches it either. Okay, well now you've played that game, a desire to play another game comes up. And then you may land on a game that you would have never thought to play originally that suddenly has way less live streamers compared to viewers and all of a sudden an opportunity, a community will fall right into your lap that you couldn't have ever plotted on or planned or even hoped to get into. For example, I'm playing Magic the Gathering right now and... I wasn't what I thought I would be playing for the game 
than I would play most of the time. In fact, I set to play Call of Duty before, and then I got the desire to play some other games. I played other games, like some older games like Rise of Nations, and the views were so low that I thought, well, I certainly can't ever play that again. But then I developed a desire to play it more, and I just disregarded it. I'm like, well, it's I don't want to play a game there where hardly anybody's going to watch. And while um, that might look like you really care about your community, it's also you could also look at that same characteristic as selfish. Because why do people need to watch me? Like, why, why isn't it selfish to expect that I should have the most people watching what I'm doing all the time? Don't you have a life and a billion other things you could pay attention to? A billion other videos you could watch right now or live streams? Why should you watch me? Isn't that an interesting question? Why should you watch me? Well, I want you to watch me if it feels good to watch me. And the only way it's going to feel good for you to watch is, is if it feels good for me to create. And if it feels good for me to create, the same feeling will come to you. And one of the most important things that will help you succeed in all of these being and all of life generally is realizing that all of this comes from emotion. And if you love what you do and you love whatever game you're playing and you love whoever's in your chat and you're really happy, then it'll be easy to perform consistently. It'll be an easy to engage followers. It'll be easy to receive stars. It'll be easy for you to stream often and consistently tag the right game. It'll be easy for you to be positive and be inclusive. You will be inclined to play fair and adhere to the community standards as well as all of these other things. There, while on the other hand, if you are coming at things from a place of I'm not good enough and you're lacking and you're feeling like your community is not good enough today, but if you could just get bigger, if you could just get supporters, if you could just get partner, then it'd be good enough. If you're coming at what you're doing today with the underlying assumption that where you are today is not good enough and must be validated by the future, then you'll feel you have to play certain games. And you might even feel you have to cheat so that your stream will be watchable. And I've seen streamers that appear to be in that exact mindset that they cheat at the game so and they tried their best to hide it and will even deny that they're doing it but if you play the game a lot it's pretty easy to see they're cheating and they're violating these things because they feel that they're not in a good enough place today that if they actually played the game without cheating their stream wouldn't be watchable and that they'll do whatever it takes to get the most amount of views the most amount of likes the most amount of money you see, that comes from a place of not good enough today. Because if you're good enough today, you can just show up as you are. You can just show up. Damn, drop my phone. Hope that works. <laughs> Whoops. Let's reposition this outside here. If where you're at is good enough today, you can just show up as you are, like I am with this prayer shirt, my sweaty head, dropping my phone, tell it how it is in your heart, and then go off and do whatever's next on your day. Mike says, why are you not gaming? Because I love teaching, and I find that if I split my streams between teaching and gaming, I can focus teaching 
any subject for about an hour a day. And then I can focus a couple hours a day just on gaming and teaching the game and sneak some of this stuff in. And I like that I can tag hanging out and it's still then it shows that I'm hanging out and then you know we're just having a chat. Darren says, how many streamers do you think are cheating? I don't know. It depends on what game you're playing. In some games, a percentage of streamers cheating, it seems to me to be pretty significant where in other games, almost there's hardly anybody cheating. And that all goes back to your mindset. If you love what you do, and really, if you're going to be a partner, you want to do it because you love it, because it's awesome, because it'll be a lot of fun. Not And if you come at it, for example, like I hate the job I have, I don't like my life, and I think that being a partner and streaming is going to save me. Well, what I've found is a lot of the things I didn't like from other places would manifest in one form or another with streaming. For example, I didn't like showing up feeling like I had to do work rather than do whatever I wanted. And I found, damn, I'm showing up to my live stream feeling like I have to play Call of Duty whether I want to or not. That's no good. Yeah, Mr. Mean Gene D says the majority are. And that's, that's one of those law of attraction things. And that's why it's really good to play games that you love and are passionate about. And, and if that is one of these battle royales, then go for it. Battle Royales tend to attract lots of cheating because, especially if you're a streamer, because it's so tempting. Whereas, if you're playing something like Magic the Gathering, you're playing some first person or some you know, one player single campaign, like it's, there's not a big temp, like why would you even want to cheat at that? So that's why I've said this over and over again because it's the most important thing I can possibly communicate. It's the number one lesson, the number one struggle, the number one challenge I overcame to be a partner is to do it out of love instead out of validation. To do it from a place of I'm good enough as I am. It doesn't matter whether I'm a partner or not. I'm, it doesn't matter whether I get money on my stream or not. It doesn't matter if anybody even watches this or has anything to say about it. I'm doing this because this is what I want to do. And if I do what I love and I'm excited about, I will attract that to me. So we've now looked at all the stuff on being a partner. And I would love to answer any questions you've got. Jared says, six years, my man. Congratulations. You set an example for others and a great husband and father. My dude, keep it up. You don't need Call of Duty. Amen. If you'd like a concrete tip. All right, so what I've taken... 40, I've taken 40 minutes now to mostly hammer home the exact same thing about the partner program. Do it out of love because you're happy about it. Do it because there's nothing else you'd rather do. Do what you would do if nobody watched. I've hammered that point home a whole bunch of times. Now we'll go in because it's the most important. And once you get the most important point, then all the other details will make a big difference. If you don't get the most important point, all the other details will not only not matter, they'll lead you off in frustration as they don't seem to work. I love you, Justin. Will you make out with my girlfriend? I'll have to ask my wife about that. <laughs> What's up, Kyle? Nice to see you today. All right, let me give you some a bunch of concrete tips now that you've watched. You're like, thank God, after 40 minutes, he's going to give us some very clear pointers 
and talk about some specifics. So with what I've told you in mind, now these specifics will make a bigger difference and make a lot more sense. So let's first look at the streaming dashboard. On your streaming dashboard, where I'm grateful today, mine says you're a partner and then review the standards. You've got your badge in the partner group. You can look at fb.gg streamer. It'll tell you exactly what you need to do in order to get this on yours. Now let's go down to the next slide, two of two here, and we'll let's look at the dashboard. So the main thing on the dashboard, there's two main things for your partner, at least as it is now. Number one metric is engaged followers. An engaged follower is someone who's followed you that has watched something you've created in the last 14 days. Therefore, what is not an engaged follower? An engaged follower is someone who's followed you but not actually watched anything in the last 14 days from you. Someone who's not following you, who's watching what you're doing, also does not count, from what I understand, in engaged followers. This is one of the key metrics. And I am so grateful that even though in the last two weeks, I even though I built a lot of energy and excitement on my stream over Call of Duty in the last six months plus years before that, in the last two weeks, I've played pretty much only Magic the Gathering and, and maybe Mass Effect once or twice. And still, there's almost 6,000 people following me who've watched something I've created. Thank you. And I show up here every day loving what I do, hoping that something I say is useful for you. So the engaged followers is your number one metric. That's a metric of what I think of as top fans. Now, you will might ask, okay, how much has this dropped since you did Call of Duty? So this, this metric, I think the highest it was was 16 or 18,000 when I was playing Call of Duty Warzone every single day. And uh, yeah, you could look at it like, wow, that's a huge drop in engaged followers. But some of you might look at it like, wow, I would love to have 5,800 people that'll watch absolutely anything I create. That's what is awesome. So I encourage you to think more in terms of quality instead of quantity because number one, Quality will attract quantity, whereas quantity will not necessarily attract quality. I've had streams with 2,600 people watching simultaneously. I've had a bunch of live streams at over 100,000 total views. And while people followed me on many of those streams, often I'd be lucky to get one quality follower out of all of that quantity. Whereas one quality follower will often directly through word of mouth invite another quality follower. And by quality follower, I mean someone who really cares about my live stream. Someone who's there to watch me regardless of the game I'm playing. Someone who tells through word of mouth all their friends, dude, you gotta come watch this guy. Did you see I just shared that? Someone who sends a message to their friends and says, hey, Jerry Banfield's on, are you watching today? Think in terms of quality instead of quantity. That's one of the main things that I've learned in order to get here is, as you can see, I've thought for a long time in terms of quantity, and that has gotten me the metrics you've seen today. 
where I have 2.1 million followers, which is over 100,000 less, maybe even 200,000 less than I had at one point. And I thought in terms of quantity for most of the last 10 years, which is why I've spent under, over 100,000 on Facebook ads, mostly not related to gaming, mostly related to Facebook marketing and selling online courses. However, I did spend thousands of dollars gaming and promoting my gaming videos, probably 10,000 promoting my gaming videos in 2015 and 2016. And I got quantity. Now, if you look at the live notification followers, there's 17,000 people who have live notifications set mostly to suggested, but some to all notifications when I go live. And then that's resulted in 5,800 engaged followers. So I'm giving you an example here of what not to do. You can see when you think quantity, you often don't pay attention to quality. And if you really want a quality connection with your viewers, having a stream with less people chatting is better because the bigger your stream gets in terms of the more comments and more views, it's often more difficult to have a quality connection with viewers. And even on my live streams doing anything at all, I still struggle sometimes to respond to every comment and to have meaningful connections with viewers. Matthew, I'm doing lovely today. We're talking about how to become a Facebook partner, the lessons I've learned over the last year on my journey to being a Facebook partner. And I'm so excited to share all this knowledge and experience for the hope that someone else might be able to have a little easier journey to being a Facebook partner than I did. At the same time, I'm very grateful for the exact journey I've had. So on these metrics, I would say don't even pay attention to these metrics. I don't sit here, I used to. I don't even care about these anymore because what I care about is, am I loving what I'm doing? Am I connecting with the people who are here? Am I creating something that feels meaningful to me? If I'm doing that, then what difference does it make how many people are watching except in terms of what I'm getting? And I find when I focus on totally on what I'm giving and what I'm experiencing, then I ironically will be given that back. So the more I focus on what I'm getting, I'm taking my attention away from what I'm giving. And if you want the best metrics on this, focus on what you're giving and you might be surprised how fast these numbers can go up. Now, I'll give you some more clear tips about how to get the numbers to go up assuming you've fully internalized what I've said over the last 50 minutes about all the other things, I'll give you answer some exact questions about how you can get these things to go up. So I'll show you even I will show you into my dashboard here. I'll pull this up and show you deeper into some of my metrics or some of my Facebook page. Now some of you have asked, well, what if can you some of you, what have you asked? You've asked yeah, things like hiring a video editor. So one of the key things you can do to get a lot more views is to hire a video editor or to edit the videos yourself. That said, I suggest you spend the absolute least amount of money possible in order to have a functioning and enjoyable live stream. 
I suggest you err on the side of spending less rather than spending more. So I would also suggest, wait, there's no hurry to go hire a video editor. And in fact, I edited a whole lot of my own videos before I ever hired a video editor. So I would hold off on something like hiring a video editor, put your own videos out first. And what I'll show you is some of the metrics on, let me look at performance and how much, how many minutes people are getting viewed. All right, let me show you inside my dashboard now. And I'll, I'm pulling up a interface for you over the last 28 days. And we'll look at the top videos and we'll, we'll give some lessons from this. So let's take a look inside my dashboard now. So this is inside my Creator Studio performance dashboard. I'm showing you the last 28 days of my data. And yes, that is correct. I've actually lost 3,000 followers. But hey, that's actually down 90% from the previous 28 days. How about that? As a lot of the Warzone followers have already unfollowed by now. So yes, if you just looked at my stats, you might think this is time to panic. Down so over the last month, I don't know, I don't think I've played any Call of Duty at all in anything, maybe zombies, but I have not played any Warzone the last 28 days. So I'll show you some of my different metrics here and we'll talk about various points related to those. I'll make my head smaller so that this is easier to see. All right, so let's check this out. So you can see where my traffic sources. I don't do any organic, I don't do any paid. All my stuff's organic. And almost all the views are on what I've posted. Well, now what you'll notice is about a third of the people watching my live streams are actually non-followers. That means people who have not followed me yet. Sounded kind of, That seemed kind of obvious, but in case that wasn't obvious. All right, and... Uh, that about 40% of the, and it depends on about 40% of the minutes viewed are on videos I've posted. This is a very important metric because it shows you 40% uh, of the minutes people have watched on my content in the last 28 days are from videos I've posted, which means not from live streams. I suggest, Scott Davis, thanks for being here. Michael Henson, Joey. Very, I'm glad you're here today. Faraz said, after becoming a Facebook partner, did you see your viewer stats change? No, I've not seen anything in terms of the views happening purely as a function of being a partner. If you're assuming that a Facebook partner badge must have a built-in algorithm boost, I do not see any evidence of that here. Although it could be possible, I am not seeing any evidence of it here on my graph, as you can see, I became a partner on April 1st. I basically have done the exact same things as I was doing before that. You'll notice it's pretty much a flat line on minutes viewed. Uh, and it, there's there's like no difference. So there's, from what I can see, there is no engagement boost you get from being a partner. And certainly that's one of those things we think it must include or it could include. I don't see anything different at all. I've done the same in the two weeks before and the two weeks after being a partner. I don't see any difference in it at all. What you'll see if you look at, we'll look at some previous periods and look at some other data in a minute. You'll notice, oh, all right, so it's very important to create video clips 
from your live stream. And the simplest way to do that is to, there's two different ways to do it. Number one, just record all of your gameplay and then use some kind of a video editing premiere. Adobe Premiere Pro is probably one of the best. Take that and cut out the very best clips. You can also use a program called Athenascope. Athenascope will actually do it automatically, although the clip quality is a bit lower in terms of where it edits, it also is automatic. I put a tutorial up on YouTube. You can look Jerry Banfield Athenascope. Athena, like the goddess Athena. You can look up Jerry Banfield Athenascope on YouTube if you want to see the tutorial for that. I'd suggest the number one thing I look at, what do gaming partners do versus level up streamers? And what I see is a lot of the, especially the top gaming partners, put out a lot of video edits and cuts, not only from their own streams, but you got partners like Stone Mountain that consistently put out clips from other streamers that are submitted through his stream. And if you if you make a great clip, a great clip of your live stream is often a lot more shareable than your entire live stream itself. And we're gonna look at a more dramatic example of that in a minute. The number one recommendation I would make to most level up gamers that want to be a partner is start creating some clips and do not hire a video editor to begin. Do it yourself to begin. Learn the process, understand what it takes, especially if you're streaming like eight hours a day, just stream seven hours a day instead and take an hour to edit your own clips. And if you don't have time, Make whatever is really important to you in your life a priority. I could be probably working for $100 an hour right now. If I was willing to just do what somebody else wanted me to do for three hours a day, I could probably make $300 a day if I wanted to just trade my time for money, which if you multiply 300 times 365 since three hours a day, seven days a week is kind of my work what I feel is about right. I could make probably just doing digital marketing stuff I or online teaching, I could probably make $100,000 a year just doing uh, teaching videos for other clients, making, doing like digital marketing stuff and just accepting pay for it, which that's why I say do what you really want to do. And this must be a labor of love for you if it's truly going to work for the long term. And if you really, really want to do what I do, then you need to do what I do. What I do is I watch the kids for enough time so that my wife can work full time and she makes enough money now to pay the bills or at least all of the things we for example, she pays the mortgage, health insurance, she can pay for the groceries, etc. I then I've had a business for 10 years online that I nearly wrecked in 2019 with my Euthena startup website idea and borrowing money for it and I'm grateful today with my YouTube ad revenue which is about 1000 a month with the income from Euthena which is about 1000 a month and with the income I get from some affiliate programs which are on my website and my resources page, jerrybanfield.com resources. And with the income I still get from Skillshare, which is like 1,500 a month from putting 100 online courses up, I get like maybe four or 5,000 a month kind of automatically now every month from what I already did before. And at, which included all the like what I borrowed money and that covers all my debt payments and all my bills 
and then I'm not totally reliant or reliant at all on my gaming income, which means when you all are consistently giving me thousands every month to game, that makes an awesome difference. I'm paying down my debts, but I also don't need it. And if you look around at many of the people who get the very most money in the world, it's they often don't need it at all. Like some of the top Facebook partners, you look at the, the stars they get, the amount of supporters they have, they don't need probably 80% of that at least to do what they do. I mean, Stone Mountain has 20-something thousand supporters. I'm sure if you took 80% of them away, he'd still have plenty to do almost everything he does. And I'm the point is we often feel most desirable to give to those who ironically don't need it. It's the same as dating. If you're desperate, you will push people away that might want to date you if you weren't so desperate. So with your live stream, it's important that you show up and not be desperate. That you show up and you don't need it. That you show up and you don't need donations. Like, come on, please, guys, please, come on, hit that like button. Do you hear me ever ask in any of my live streams now that I've switched my mindset, do I ever ask you to hit the like button or share or to comment? Like, just, you know, besides, hey, if you got a question, ask it. Do I ever say, come on guys, please give me some tips. Come on, man, I wanna pay my bills. I really, I mean, I can really use it. My wife and I have currently like a negative 200 and something thousand dollar net worth. Fortunately, we can pay all of our bills, but still, we clearly could use the money. But you see, I show up and I don't need it. I'm not pressuring you for it. I'm not kind of desperately, secretly hoping needing it. And you can tell if a streamer is in that needy, desperate kind of thing. Like, come on, guys, hit that like button. Hit that share button. Dude, stop all that. Stop all that. Do not ask somebody to like your stream. They know damn well how to hit the like button. They know where it is at this point. They know where it is. And it doesn't matter that much if people hit the like button. What really matters is that people watch. And especially, do not put in your description, come on, like, share, comment, support. You can put a link to where somebody could become a supporter. And you could put a link to where somebody could tip. But don't, do not, don't show up to your stream needing all that external validation because that ironically will do two things. It will push away the people you'd really want to watch that who really could support you, but who are turned off by how desperate you are, or two, you will attract people who are just the same to you. So you'll attract other desperate people to you, and they'll comment, they'll like, they'll share, and when you don't play with them, they will throw a fit, and they'll, they will talk about how bad, and then they'll flip on you. And they'll talk about, and of course, all this is, I've done this and it's happened to me. And they'll flip and tell everybody else in the community they can get a hold of how awful you are, how you're slipping, how you're not really doing what you said, how you're gonna drink soon <laughs> if you're sober. Like These are all things people have actually done and said to me or about my stream or behind my back. So you show up, if you show up from a place where I don't need anything from you. I'm here because this is where I want to be anyway. 
I'm here because there's nothing else I'd rather be doing right this moment. Although my mind just suggested some like dirty little fantasy. Like, are you, are you sure there's nothing you'd rather be doing? Like, yes, yes. If I wanted that, I would go get on a plane and go to Caesar's palace and look for some working girl to find. Like if, if I wanted that, I would go do that as I've done before. If I wanted that, I would go do that. I want where I'm at now, and that's all I want, and I'm very happy where I'm at now, and I'm excited from where I'm going. And when you bring that kind of energy to your stream, ironically, your metrics will tend to do well, and it will tend to not matter what they are either. What shirt do you have on? I got a prayer shirt. Monte says it's true though. Rudy says you're the real one, no doubt. Callum, yes, I have, I have, am focusing on playing whatever I want, which is Magic the Gathering right now. So I've taken a look at these metrics. Let's look a little deeper into some of these other metrics, and we're going to come to some quick conclusions here. So what you're seeing, these are my top videos, both live and edited. The top videos, you can see the number one thing that really counts on a video is minutes viewed. Because from Facebook's point of view, as an entire and almost any platform, Facebook, YouTube, what they care about is users having a good experience. And, want, and because Facebook wants you to love Facebook and keep coming back to Facebook for the long term. Because if you stop paying attention to Facebook, if you don't care about what's on Facebook, and enough other people do the same thing, then Facebook's finished. And basically everything in our universe thrives on attention. And therefore, minutes viewed is one of the best indicators of attention. And therefore, minutes viewed is more important than things like one-minute video views or especially three-second views. So this is why I encourage, don't just think about how many views you're getting, but look at where are people really dumping, dumping, <laughs> what a word. Where are people really dumping minutes watched into your videos? You'll notice my number one video is how this is a video that actually is no longer even relevant because they closed the subway easter egg but in the last 28 days people are still watching this anyway unless they reopen the subway so the number one video people the number one place people have spent minutes watched in the last 28 days has been a tutorial i put out that was edited by pew pew dave who's a fellow facebook streamer now he edited, I made a, I, during my live stream, just talked my way through how I went through and got the specialist Easter egg solo. And Pew Pew Dave edited that into a 12 minute video. And Facebook organically has put this video out to the point where it's got 14,000 three second views, but more importantly, 29,000 minutes viewed. Now you'll notice the rest of these top videos are all live streams, but the number one, is a video and if i'd played warzone this video would have fed my live streams a lot more and if i as i put out more magic videos then those magic videos are feeding my videos even more the second top video is this magic the gathering stream i did about a month ago then some other ones and you can see the minutes watched is the main metric. And almost all of these, in terms of minutes watched, are live streams. 
on here because I haven't put out a lot of new videos lately, but almost all of these are live streams. And uh, at the same time, you don't wanna judge the success or failure of something purely on Minutes Watch because there's a feedback loop. There's a feedback loop that happens. And uh, well, let's look now, let's look before I quit playing Warzone at what my metrics looked like so I can really impress you. I mean, so I can show you a different view of the data. So I played Warzone a lot. Let's look at the last 28 days from this. So this is, I don't see an option to compare it. All right, now let's look at the minutes watched. And you can compare it to the previous period on here. Or I wanna look at a time, let me look, I just played Warzone for all of January. So let's look at all of January where I just hammered Warzone. Now, if you wanna look at that real quick, then you can look at the like the last 28 days. So when I just hammered Warzone at the beginning of January, the minutes viewed was were 10 times higher than they have been the last month. And there's, I'll show you how that lined up as well. Anthony says, take the, take the shirt off, yes. All right, oh, and that was a great question. Faraz, I'm gonna actually stop my monologue here and answer Faraz's question first. That was a really good question Faraz asked. Shock Reed, Rob Winks, Walker, what's up? Pete says, have you ever asked your viewers why they follow? Yes, I've asked viewers lots of times why they follow, and viewers follow for drastically different reasons. Some viewers follow because they like my gameplay, and if I stop playing the game, they don't wanna watch anymore, and Jerry's totally fell off and he's gonna quit gaming. He's probably gonna drink again. He's full of ego. Things people have really said. And <laughs> other viewers follow because they find something they can, you probably are one of these, you find something you can relate to. Like in the simplest terms, you just enjoy hearing me talk. You're learning something, you're laughing. You're excited to hear what I'm going to say next. And those are the followers I treasure. Those are top fans. Oreo, what's up? Nice to see you. Lisa's August. I'm going to be the very best player. Ricky said, why'd you stop playing Warzone? We'll talk about that in just a second. Rob Wink says, Warzone. Faraz says, what's your goal now for Facebook streaming? So my goal now for Facebook streaming is to love what I do every day and to make the most of what I do every day as a part of a community that is mutually supportive. If I put that in simple terms, that means I wanna love, my goal is to love my stream every day and to give, to be connected with you that are loving my stream also. If I put that in, in terms of three words and priorities, God, health, and relationships. God being the greater connection, you know, the, the greater reality, my highest self, something much more than just this body or this ego. Health in turn, these are my three priorities in, in what you might call actual life. God, health, and relationships. And they're the same priorities for my live stream. God is that the message of something greater than this physical reality and yet honoring this physical reality comes through and that we're aware of our that we're not separate, that we're connected to each other. And then the second thing, the health, both my personal health and for the live stream, 
the health of the live stream itself. And the only way my health, the health of the live stream is going to be good is if it's done out of love rather than done as to a means to an end. For example, done just because this is what I'd like to do today instead of done because this is what I think you want me to do today. And if I do what I think you want me to do today, then you're gonna give me what I want. And Sandra, nice to see you. Sandra says, Jerry makes me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Yep, rest in peace to DMX. Nice to see you, Sandra. It's amazing how many of them, how many of you I think of and then you appear in the live stream. Lisa says, how can I use that to make my relationship strong and I, can I use that to find good men to be with? I just read the Vortex and did a review on that that was really good. What I'll say with relationships is if you love yourself and you are connected with your greater reality and you realize you are the conscious creator of your universe, you are the God, the creator of your own universe, that everything that is in your life is because you have created it through the law of attraction, through your own thoughts on your deepest level. And when you... I have that responsibility in my life. I've created this just as I want it by what I think about. And when I think about what I love and what I want and what I'm enjoying and what I'm excited about, then I get that. And I thought a lot, I want to be a Facebook partner. I thought about how much I'd love being a Facebook partner. I imagined doing this exact online course and video and live stream. I imagined doing this. How great it'd be to tell everybody how to I became a Facebook partner. I thought of all that and attracted it into my life. So if you want to, and I thought of my wife, and I imagined since I was in elementary school, what it'd feel like to be with my wife. I imagined what we'd do. I imagined what she looked like. And I repeatedly thought about that and the only times I struggled in my life is when I started thinking about what I don't want and what I don't like and what I'm afraid of and who's wrong then it seemed I couldn't get what I want I was blocked from getting what I wanted when really you get whatever you think about so if you think about how horrible the potential like for example if you're a man and you want to be with a woman you think about how horrible women are and how they mistreat you and how all they do is want to divorce you and take your money and mess up your family and if you think about all that the women you're attracted to will bring that when i think about i thought about my wife how much i'd love to be with an amazing woman how i would feel and when i focused on that i attracted her into my life and it's the same thing with building a community of viewers. I love these conversations we have. I imagine how I'm going to feel when I have these conversations and then people just almost effortlessly show up to my live stream through all kinds of serendipitous ways. For example, Frisky Fritzy Gaming. I love how he talks about he was planning on throwing his sobriety away, going to the liquor store. He pulls up Facebook Gaming, clicks on my stream, sees that I'm sober, and now is has been a moderator. And he gave a lot to me. I've gave back to him. Yes, yeah, so you can 
everything you think about and especially the things you think about with a lot of emotion. So if you think, God, I would love a wonderful man in my life. I would love a man just like Jerry Banfield who has so much confidence, who's so connected with... <laughs> I would love a man who's so attractive and has so much to give in a relationship. I would love a man just like that in my life and I know I'm worthy. I know I deserve it and I will do whatever it takes to craft myself to be prepared to receive that man into my life that man must come to your life. That man will absolutely come to your life. Or, for example, and it gives you peace. I know I've attracted my wife into my life, but if something happened, they're off at Disney this weekend. And my mind has certainly said, wouldn't it be horrible if your whole family got in an accident and died? And while, yes, that would be horrible, I also know I could bring another woman that I would love just as much as my wife into my life and I could bring more children that I love just as much as my children into my life because I am the creator, I am the God of my life. And one of the best things that's happened to me in my life is I've seen all the evidence of that. Everything I've thought about and wanted and focused on, I've got. I wanted to be a police officer even though I smoked marijuana senior year of college. I wanted to work at one of the highest paying departments with one of the best jobs in my city. I got that. I wanted to hook up with the hottest girl at the department. Got that. I wanted to get out of being a police officer and go back to school. Got that. I wanted a wonderful wife. Got that. Wanted to do my business online. Got that. Wanted to get healthier, stay sober. Got that. I get everything that I want because I focus on it and I think about it. And what I'm most disciplined in doing is not thinking about that which I do not want. I... And I have certainly had lots of examples of where that has not went well. For example, I remember about a year ago or maybe less than that, somebody said that I was playing tennis, having a great day, and they're like, hey, I heard these masks are going to be mandatory. And this huge reaction came up within me. I really would hate if that happened. And I thought she said it might take place in a few days. Literally that same afternoon... I walk into my AA meeting and a guy there says, hey, these are now required. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I thought this was a maybe it happened later. And I take now that which I really, really want will come to me fast. That which I really, really, really do not want will come to me fast. And if you really, really want to be a Facebook partner, imagine that you already are a Facebook partner and it will come to you. The more I started to imagine that I am a Facebook partner and it will come to me, it came to me. And the more I focused on I'm not a Facebook partner and I have to hustle and try hard to be one, the more it would not come to me. Plus, Exotic Team Gaming, what's up? Lisa says, hello, handsome. Thanks a lot. JR Castillo says, you are something else. I am, all of us are something else. Joshua says, what's your thought about the world today? The world today is the world we have created. This is the world we all collectively have created. Lisa says, but you know in this world you can't get what you, but you will get what you don't want. I know that I will get whatever I think about and focus on, and especially if I put a high level of emotion on it, there will be, the more emotion I put into things, 
the smaller the apparent delay between when I think about it and when it manifests. Careless X, nice to see you today. So for example, if I, I could, if I thought about how horrible it would be if something happened to my family while they're gone, and I focused on that, it might happen almost instantaneously. Jesse with OK Daddy Shark. Thanks for being here. Thank you very much for the 500 stars. Jesse, the consistent shark. The consistent shark. <laughs> can we get a hashtag OK Daddy Shark in the chat and test out how well you all can spell? So if I focused all weekend on how horrible it'd be if something happened to my family, and I hesitate to even talk about it because... I realize how powerful words are, and yet sometimes a, a bad example is a good example. So if I thought this weekend, oh my God, it'd be really horrible if my whole family got wiped out while they're away from me. If I focused on that and thought about how, how much I didn't want that, I'm putting that out as a prayer, and I think that would manifest very quickly. Now, it might not manifest in a way I would expect, for example, my wife could suddenly decide to divorce me and take the family that way. Or there could be a car accident or there could be a hurricane or, you know, an earthquake. Like, thank you for all the hashtags for the OK Daddy Shark. What's up, Jared? Dysphobia? So you see, the same thing works if you think... And so what I focus on consistently is I love being a Facebook partner. This is awesome. And I focus with a lot of motion and then it keeps persisting. I think about I love my family. I'm so excited for when they come home from this trip and then they come home from this trip. And even if they didn't, I would just make space for a new family to come in. And I know that can sound cold, but it also sounds confident. It sounds grounded. It sounds patient. It sounds certain. It sounds peaceful. I remember, for example, I was... I was on this website called Udemy.com. I was the, one of the top 10 instructors. I was making thirty dollars to $90,000 a month on it. And I thought so often how awful it'd be to get banned from the website. And I thought so much that I really don't want to get banned. I really don't want to get banned. I really don't want to get banned. And sure enough, they sent me an email saying my account was suspended. And they basically just made up policy violations as to explain that, like I wasn't violating the policies they talked about. I made sure because I didn't want to get banned. I made sure I knew every policy and was following it. And they banned me anyway. And I see today that that was because on a direct thought level, I put out to them that this is somebody who's thinking about not who's thinking they really don't want to be banned. So let's take a look and see. I was putting out, like, for example, if you're with a partner and you're thinking, I really don't want them to cheat, I really don't want them to leave, what you're really saying is you expect them to leave. And you get what you expect and what you plan for. And if you expect that you're going to play games on Facebook and people aren't going to watch you, if you expect that you're not going to get to be a partner and that's only for other people, then that will manifest. But if you consistently focus on that I'm going to, I expect my views to grow. I expect my stream to grow. And what's cool is uh, you don't even have to care about the data. But what a lot of us will do is we'll have this negative expectation and we'll, 
we will get validation for that. So I'll look back on this period here and all these things that I'm saying are essential when you uh, consider what kind of energy you're putting out in your live stream. That's the number one thing you do that makes a big difference on your live stream. That's what draws people in to want to watch that are quality. Now you can get quantity of views but quantity won't stick around. Only quality, people that have a real connection and emotional response will stick around. So let me review in the, the data here. When my page in terms of quantity was going crazy at the beginning of the year, the number one thing people watched was a 12-minute tutorial I put up. That got three times as many minutes watched as my top live stream. But not only that, this video also brought in, I estimate, at least directly and indirectly 100,000 views into my live streams. Because when Facebook recommended this video and somebody clicked on it, then they had a chance to come see my live streams. So when this video got me discovered for free organically in the Facebook suggested videos, then almost all these live streams that blew up so much and got so many views, this one video fed all those live streams. Some of the streams, there were 500 to 1,000 concurrent viewers for almost the whole stream. And then other videos like this one fed the stream in, and they all feed each other. Somebody who watched this video sometimes then saw that video, then they watched a live stream, then they shared the live stream, then their friend found it, and it's a feedback loop. But it's a feedback loop that's all based on the law of attraction and where you're at today. And if you really love what you're doing and you really love where you're at, you are undisturbed by external realities, apparent disagreement with where you're at today. For example, I'm happier with 250,000 minutes viewed in the last 28 days. I'm as happier, happier than I was with 10 times as many minutes watched at the beginning of the year. And that's a great example of you can apply that to anything in your life. If you really want to be with a partner and you're single today, you have the ability to be just as happy single as you'll be when you're with your partner. You have the ability to be just as happy today as a Facebook gamer in the Level Up program as you'll be happy in the partner program. And in fact, the more you're grateful for where you're at today, the more the things you want will quickly come into your life for example, if you can be truly happy single, that's what happened right before I met my wife. I hit one of my highest levels of happiness being single. I hit a point where I don't need a woman. I can just go to the strip club occasionally and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy, you know, for $60, get in and get a couple lap dances with some beautiful girls, watch my movies online, play video games with my friends and go to school like, I don't need a woman. I love just being single. I love my life. And at the same time, also, also holding space that I would love to have a real woman <laughs> instead of going to the strip club occasionally and then watching videos online. So you can see that I attracted my wife during one of my happiest periods single. And that the girls I attracted during the periods where I was unhappy single also resulted in unhappy relationships. 
And if you're a gamer, you will attract the viewers in based on how happy you are with your gaming stream, which is why I was very happy doing these Warzone streams and especially I remember having a lot of fun doing my Warzone streams in December and in January. And you can see how my views just blew up as I was happy with the game. I was putting up these videos. And what's really cool, when you're living your life on purpose, when you are playing the game you really want to play, when you are having fun, serendipitous things will attract completely unexpected opportunities into your existence. For example, during December, one thing, there were several serendipitous things that happened in December at one of the high points statistically in terms of minutes watched for my live stream. One of the things that happened, I was playing a solo game with the Juggernaut. I made a video that Pew Pew Dave edited of how to get the Juggernaut. Then... I ran into a fellow Facebook streamer, one of the top Call of Duty Warzone players in Mexico, Deus Amir, who had 4,000 people watching his live stream. Mine had maybe two or 300 at that point. And he made an incredible play on me 1v1 to win the solo game. Meanwhile, I didn't realize that I had 20 or 30 seconds or so uninterrupted to talk to his chat and what did i say during that 20 seconds i said oh my god that was such a good play man you're an amazing player like i've never seen a play that good against a juggernaut you are awesome dude great play i respect you so much i wasn't expecting that and guess what out of the four thousand or so people watching deus amir's stream Somebody recognized that I was a fellow Facebook streamer also. Somebody watching his stream and possibly even my stream at the same time went and made the connection and told both of us that, hey, you two fellow streamers just ran into each other. Deus Amir raided me and got, that's what happened. Like right, right here, I ran into... Deus Amir, and, and at the same time, this Juggernaut tutorial came out, and all of a sudden, I went from kind of a flat line, a little bit of growth in my views a month before, to all of a sudden, it just blows up like crazy. And that's because I was having a lot of fun doing what I wanted to do. I was in a place where I'm enjoying what I'm doing, and then I was living my life on purpose, which is to lift other people up. So when somebody else makes a good play, I give them props. I respect them. I'm happy to see their good play so I can learn from it. Then that great opportunity just falls into my lap with no effort. Somebody asked earlier about networking. If the key thing with networking is that if you are doing what you love and doing whatever you can to help somebody you will naturally run into the right people. Rather, that's a relationship. For example, I have a family member. They went through a divorce and were, oh, that was a pain point for them for years. Then uh, they just run into somebody, a great person to date in the grocery store. It seemed like from my point of view, it took almost no effort for them to just run into somebody else and now they're off on a vacation with them this weekend. And that's why getting into your internal state is so important. 
and putting out, looking at what whoever you are is being delivered on live stream. No matter what you say on or off stream, who you are on the stream is, is going to come through. And why a lot of you like watching my live stream is you identify with how I am or you really like how you feel when you're around me. And that's because I like how I feel when I'm alone. I like how I feel when I'm in my own head. I like how I feel when other people are around me. I like how I feel when you're here. I draw out from within you that which I am. And that which I am is that which I think about and I focus on. So the, the thoughts I'm thinking every moment of my life create the energy I'm putting out and then that manifests out here. Mr. Mean, well, I missed a question. How much do you make as a partner? Basically, as a partner, I make whatever you give me plus some ad revenue. And the ad revenue is a minority compared to what you all give. And this seems to be, for most partners, this seems to be the case. There may be, from my imagination, from what I've seen, it looks like there's some partners that actually make as much or more ad revenue than they make in what people give them. However, that can change drastically. As you've seen, the amount of views, uh, minutes watched on my streamer is down 90% from what it was in January. And the primary driver behind that is I've stopped playing Warzone and I've stopped putting out Warzone videos and uh, when and I've also adjusted my focus. My focus was that I wanted to have the most views and uh, then I got what I focused on. Now, I want the highest quality views. I want the best connection with each of you as a viewer and the more people that are watching and commenting, the more difficult it is for me to connect with each of you individually in the chat. Anyone have health anxiety? JC, one of the recent streams I did talks a lot about anxiety. I used to experience anxiety a lot. I very rarely have any anxiety anymore. You may find that stream really helpful if you scroll back through the feed maybe a week or so. I talked a lot about, I did an anxiety stream on there. Zach say, says, I've been chilling the whole session so far. I highly recommend watching it from the beginning. There's so much great info that can't be summarized in bullet points. Zach, thank you very much for sharing that. That's how I feel about it too. And yet there's a part of my mind that says, my God, you repeated yourself so much. You know, how many times do you need to tell people to do what they love? A lot, because that's what took me the longest to figure out myself. And I just don't pay attention to that voice in my head. And ironically, it doesn't talk that much. And when it does, I laugh at it, which is great. I, what is, oh, so Shane, earlier in the video, I talked a lot about the exact benefits of being a partner, but I'll summarize it with this. Being a partner does very little for you that you're not already doing and that your community's not already doing. I, if you think of it that being a partner is kind of just going to do all these amazing things for you, from what I see, that's not the case. What I see is that being a partner will support you in doing what you're already doing well. It will help your community support you in ways they're already supporting you. For example, instead of just being able to subscribe and give tips and, and 
watch ads on pre-recorded videos. Now you also get the pleasure to watch ads while I'm live if it works correctly and to give gifted subs. So in and of itself, I talked a lot about that earlier, being a partner in and of itself does very little above and beyond what you're already doing. Now, if you are already loving what you do and you already are amongst a supportive community as I am, then a partner will assist with continuing that forward. But it won't do for you what you're not already doing. If your community is not very supportive, being a partner is not going to change that. If your community is based just on one video game and you switch games, being a partner is not going to support you in switching games any more than another level up creator. And in fact, some partners get really frustrated because once you're a partner, you feel like that's something you can't give up as easily as being a level up gamer. Some partners you can see they might be happier if they just stopped streaming, played video games for fun, and got a regular job instead of feeling like they have to make money playing video games. So what we've learned is looking through the analytics, yes, if one of the best things you can do to grow your views is to take some clips out of your live streams and put those into videos because what happens Facebook has a suggested video page. Facebook wants to show you videos that it thinks you will watch because that will keep you on Facebook. And Facebook's ultimate goal is to keep you on Facebook, its own survival, and to keep you thinking about Facebook and sharing Facebook and coming back to Facebook. So if you make a video, if you can take some of the very best moments from your live stream and put those into videos that are maybe five to 15 minutes long and just keep releasing them over and over and over again. And especially tutorial videos do really good. For example, if you saw my top two video, all these top three videos were tutorials. This one was called How to Get Juggernaut in Warzone Every Single Game. This one was the fastest way to kill a juggernaut. And if you look at the next 28 days here, this top video was how to get all perks in Warzone. So all my top videos in terms of minutes watched were tutorials, which makes sense because I love teaching. I'm very good at teaching because I love it. And that's something very actionable to click on. Whereas there's lots of highlight videos, but there's not nearly as many tutorial videos. And... Tutorial videos are something that someone sees and thinks, ooh, I really want to learn how to get all perks. Whereas lots of times someone doesn't care about seeing some random highlight. It, you, people think about what will this do for me? Now, if your highlight looks like it'll be funny, somebody will click on that. But with tutorials, you've got a distinct advantage of somebody can very easily see what watching your tutorial will do for them. And the... Putting these tutorials out is one of the main things I did to grow my live stream, which is why I am intending to keep putting out some more videos on tutorials on any game I play. I just filmed one for Magic the Gathering, and I'll be putting that out soon. So when you put those out, that will bring the right people into your stream. Now, sometimes you might not have an exact tutorial that you realize, oh, well, I need to film this tutorial. Sometimes you're going to need to play the game a bit 
before you figure out what you need to make a tutorial on. Other times, you might just need to make a bunch of different tutorials and see which ones stick. I've made hundreds, I mean, I've made over 3,000 videos that I've uploaded to YouTube. Almost all the most successful ones were tutorials. I think Facebook said I've uploaded like uh, some crazy number, I, like 8,000 posts or something. Many of them, thousands of them videos. The most successful videos on Facebook have also been tutorial videos. And I've saved this for last because while this is a really powerful tool, it's just like a car. A car is a very powerful tool, but you can also wreck a car and take yourself out completely. One of the worst things that happened to me gaming was I made a live stream where I hired a professional League of Legends player to coach me playing a game I did not enjoy. I quit playing the game, then the tutorial went viral on YouTube and it went very viral. Like it got almost a million views from like nothing, which that to me is truly viral. Like I had no audience on League of Legends at all. Hardly anyone watched the live stream. YouTube showed it to millions of people and almost a million people watched it. And that video was the worst thing that happened to my gaming ever because all of a sudden, I felt like I had to play League of Legends because that video went viral, even though I didn't like it. And I doubled down. I couldn't hire that same pro coach because once that video went viral, it blew him up too. And his rate went from like 30 euros an hour to 300. I hired another coach, put thousands of dollars into coaching with him. Some of his videos got to like 100,000 views that we did together. And all along, I was not enjoying playing League of Legends at all. And I eventually quit playing video games completely for a year and a half from 2016 to 2018. And one of the points we'll conclude on here is you might think, well, you were one of, I was one of the very first live streamers on Facebook gaming that, on Facebook that streamed games. I may have even streamed a game before Stone Mountain, not sure, but uh, the day they made it so you could live stream, I went live for several hours playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Because I already was teaching courses and I already had everything set up to live stream on YouTube, so I just did it on Facebook. And the thought, does I spend almost no time thinking about, oh, isn't it so sad? Imagine how successful I'd be if I'd have just kept streaming straight through and never quit playing video games. I mean, I very easily could have Stone Mountain sized streams by now. I mean, I've got the personality, I've got the game skill, I've got the supportive community. The difference is I quit gaming for over two and a half years. I quit gaming twice. And I kept coming at it from a perspective of lack, that I don't have enough views, that I need to just play whatever will get views. Instead of coming at it from where I'm at's awesome and I'm excited where the to see where I'm going to go. Repeating yourself is necessary. Knowledge like nails shouldn't be sunk in with one hit. Exactly, Zach. That's a great that's great. So that's why I've really hammered in love where you're at. Truly love where you're at. Don't fake it. I love where I'm at today. I love what we've talked about here. I love that. This and I've loved that the same challenge of switching games and playing what I wanted to, loving what I do, that I quit gaming twice 
over that lesson. I'm so grateful the third time I've got it. The third time I've really learned it. And now because I've really learned it, I can teach it. And because I've learned it through the way I've learned it, I have it very clear to teach. Whereas maybe to Stone Mountain, it could just be obvious. Like, well, of course you just play what you love. Or, or maybe he's working on that lesson too, that you know, he, he's free to play whatever game he wants. He truly has enough support to play whatever he wants. And he can afford probably to do with a lot less money and still be extremely successful. And I don't know his journey. That's why I talk about my journey so much. And that's why I encourage you, share your journey. One thing I've done that's helped people a lot to connect with me is I talk about stuff I've struggled with. I talk about my alcoholism and going to AA meetings and my journey in recovery and my journey wanting to end my own life and getting through depression, anxiety, and all kinds of health issues, being overweight. Like I used to weigh 70, 80 more pounds than I do right now. I used to have a lot of physical pain and I've shed all of that. And that's why I do my live streams. That's why I love being a Facebook partner because it helps me share what I love to do anyway. So I'm feeling now that I think we've said most of it. If there's any lingering questions, I'll answer those. Otherwise, I might try and sneak a little Magic the Gathering in before we go. Dean, it takes one to know on my friend. Dean says, you stood. Blake says, I, Jerry, wish I could get the stream. Our times don't go well together, but have a good stream and good rest of your day. Well, if you just caught this part of it for some reason, you can go back to the beginning of it on Facebook. I'll also put this up on my, on a, a clipped version on my YouTube and on my podcast. Kyle says, the hardest part for me when streaming is talking to myself like I interact with people by reading comments and talking about the game. If nobody drops a comment, I normally just speak about what I'm doing within the game. Yeah, I mean, think about the conversations you normally have in your head. Just put those out there. Just essentially put out what you normally think about. Put that out in your live stream. And instead of internally having that conversation with yourself, just have it externally. You never know who's watching on your live stream. Mark Zuckerberg, for all I know, could be watching this live stream right now. Or the head of Facebook Gaming Partnerships could be watching this live stream. Now, when we think of quantity, we think, well, Mark Zuckerberg's more likely to be watching a live stream where now Mark's more, probably going to watch Stone Mountain's live stream. He's probably not going to watch yours. Like, if there's 16,000 watching Stones and there's 45 watching yours, Mark's probably watching Stones. And a lot of us think that quality, we, we, so, we don't think about quality as much. When the 44 of you that are here mean the world to me. And one of you here could be somebody that will have massive external opportunities to offer me, which I'm prepared to receive those. And if that's not the case this stream, it will be the case on another stream. Mark Zuckerberg will probably watch one of my live streams already if he hasn't already. Or if he doesn't, who cares? It doesn't really matter. The point is, if you are considering, you never know who's watching your stream and you're performing honestly and authentically all the time as if you realize that magic person could be in your audience. And just because your audience is bigger doesn't mean the right person's in your audience. 
That's a really important thing to internalize is just because there's quantity doesn't mean there's the right person watching. The right person being somebody that could, for example, if you love gaming, you're so excited and you love to do it for your full-time work, the right person might be somebody that can share your live stream to their page and bring you in a thousand new followers and a hundred true fans. The right person might be a gamer at a gaming agency who can offer you a contract for thousands a month. It might be a person who's gonna drop tons of stars on your stream. You never know when that right person is watching and you might not even recognize them in the comments. You might not realize that, you know, Majid Estadis Kaner, Becca Elijah, Zach Hammer, you don't know who in the comments is really important versus who's not important. And that's where humility and and e true equality in thinking comes into play. I don't know which of you's friends with Mark Zuckerberg, for example. Mark Zuckerberg might have a friend of a friend that watches. And then one of I'm using Mark Zuckerberg as, as an example so you can kind of understand. You know, you think like, God, it'd be so amazing if Mark Zuckerberg watched my stream. Well, what if he didn't like it? That might be the last stream you do. <laughs> but the point is, if you make e if you know the equal and massive importance of each person watching your stream, then the day that let's say Mark Zuckerberg's friend's friend watches your stream, then the friend recommends it to Mark's friend, then the friend recommends it to Mark, then Mark ends up in your stream, and there's ten people watching, and Mark says this is amazing. Tell somebody at Facebook Gaming to share this. Now all of a sudden it looks like you've just made it when really you attracted that into your existence. You were prepared to receive that kind of thing happening. Becca says, the hardest part is that I'm dealing with a lot and I can't get rid of it. I lost my grandpa and can't stop thinking about it. I've got a video on YouTube you might like if you search for Jerry Banfield, Death of a Friend. I'll give you a short summary. You are immortal. You are much more than this physical body. You are a huge soul entity that is extremely powerful. And so is everyone else in your life. Death is but a change and often not as drastic of a change as being born. And you can find, if you haven't already, that you can connect mentally to anyone who has passed on who is willing to connect with you. I've connected with my passed-on father, my passed-on grandfather and grandmother. I've connected even with a passed-on great-grandmother that I never met that killed herself. And uh, I, she came to me in a hypnotherapy session. And uh, I'm now able to connect with her. And I connect with anybody living. The, connect, the way you connect and communicates telepathically. And since we're all immortal... And we all are energy, that we all are gods, we all have manifested these physical bodies. We all can telepathically communicate with any entity or object or anybody we want to at any time. You can go think about the President of the United States right now. And if you focus on them, you can project your energy, as I'm sure lots of people are doing right this moment. You can project your energy and your thoughts over to them. Now, Will they actually receive that? Maybe. Yes, it will come. But rather there'll be any conscious manifestation of that. Like just me talking about Mark Zuckerberg 
is putting my energy out to Mark Zuckerberg and making, in some ways, I'm attracting Mark Zuckerberg to my live stream just by thinking about Mark Zuckerberg. The point is, if you've lost somebody, this is an opportunity to realize that you can't ever truly lose anybody or anything. I've had entire conversations with my father where he actually spoke back. One of the most meaningful ones was my wife had put my daughter when she was like two years old in her room in timeout, and I didn't like that because I used to get put in my room in timeout, and my dad used to sometimes hit me bank me, throw my dinner in the trash, you know, lots of different things. And I found this massive rage coming up at my father. How could you parent me this way? How could you do this to me? And I heard him very gently in my mind say, do you really want to understand? Now this was at like, I'm sober. So this was out without any kind of influences on me. And I, it was like 11 o'clock at night. Everybody else was asleep and I was crying because I was so angry and upset at my father. And I, I, but the thing is, I knew also that I could connect with him mentally. And once you know it, there's no going back. And I, I heard this little gentle voice say, do you want to understand? And I said, hell yes, I do. I would love to understand how you parented me the way you parented me. Because I also understand that if I want to feel better, if I'm angry, the solution I seek is understanding. And when I fully understand, I will cease to be angry. And uh, I had an amazing experience. My father's life, like you'd imagine your life flashing before your eyes, my father's life flashed before my eyes. And he said, after I said, yes, I really do want to understand, he said, I'll show you. And he... He, his life flashed before my eyes, his time in Vietnam, watching you know, men, women, and children die and standing up for the, you know, t telling on the people who did that in his unit that they did it as a reprisal and they threatened him. You know, things like that popped through my, the emotions of losing his family, things like getting sober, you know, some of the points of like greatest despair and loneliness in his life, how his father raised him and the fear and terror he often felt as a child with his own father and the disconnection. And when I saw my father's life flash before my eyes, suddenly I had a different opinion. Suddenly, it looked like he did a fantastic job as a parent. And I'm like, wow, I'm so proud of you. You did so good with what you had. And you've given me the tools to know what I don't want and to improve on what you did in some ways and in other ways not do as good. So that is, that's the miraculous thing. Once you know you can connect with anybody, then you can continue to have relationships and conversations with people even after they've physically left you in one form or another. Zach said, I understand my father passed in 2002 and although I tried the rescue procedures, it was unnecessary. There's memories and nightmares of that day that haunt me. But every time the waves of sadness, anger, depression hit, I think back on the good time to share together. And uh, even more than that, I don't even get hit with any more sadness, anger, or depression at all about the future. Those don't ever come up for me anymore. The only thing that comes up for me sometimes now is grief. 
The other day I yelled at my daughter to get your little ass in the car and grief came blasting up in me. And I guess you could call that sadness. I missed my father. It was like I channeled my father for a minute and I felt so close. And I felt like I understood my father so much. And I felt so much acceptance for my father because now I could understand as a parent that there's no... Children are not innocent. They come in with their own personalities and they are a downright pain in the ass lots of times. And they know full well what they're doing and they are an equal with their parent. Maybe not in size, but in personality and energy, they are equals. And I missed my father so much that day after I could relate and understand my father when I yelled at my daughter as she was screwing around, not getting in the car to go to school. And I told her to get a little ass in the car. I suddenly missed my father horribly the whole rest of the day. And I cried and broke down four times that day to release all that energy. Brady says, do you answer PMs? Yes, go to jerrybanfield.com and send me a text. I'm about to get a phone number that will be global. We're working on that. Tim, I talked about how to manifest a partner or earlier in this live stream. I'd say scroll back about 30 minutes and I, I will continue to talk more about that. But the basic process is this. Be happy where you're at today by yourself and focus completely on what you do want and you'll get it. Think only of the qualities you would love to have in a decent wife. Think only of what you would love to do with a decent wife. Think only of how grateful you are to be able to provide what you could provide for a decent wife. Think about that. Same thing with Facebook partner. And I've manifested being a Facebook partner into my life and I'm grateful all of you have helped with that. And I'm feeling, I think we've really covered this in depth. I've set this up as a free online course that you can watch anywhere, anytime. And I've hoped by including this chat that we've had throughout the stream that it also gives you a good indication of what kind of value you can share as a partner beyond just picking one particular game but to really connect with your community and see how to talk about anything at all on stream. The Deem says, my dad showed me how to never be like him. There can be a very, there can be a lot of value in a bad example. And I think of my great grandmother who hung herself when my dad was a baby and her daughter, that was her only family. She had never known her father. Her only family hung herself because she was lonely. And that... That good, bad example has seemed to offer all of my grandmother's children and my grandmother's family a bad example of what happens when you take your own life. And it seems as if all of us have got protection from that. And I even went to connect with my great-grandmother and say, thank you. I'm not ashamed of you. The way some of the people in my family were ashamed of her for taking her own life, I'm not ashamed of you. I'm proud of you for showing us what not to do, for showing us how much value our own lives have, even if we think they don't have value. And I credit her, my great-grandmother, who took her own life as one of the reasons both my father and I were unable to take our own lives, despite both of us making sincere efforts to do so. Especially my father. Probably made 10 efforts for every one of mine. And... 
Yes, a bad example. So I've shared this partner experience also as a lot of what you could call bad examples. I've shared a lot of things I've done that I don't recommend doing. Rock says, I have a very good friend who's a spiritual teacher. Much love. Thanks for the great vibes. So thank you all for being here for this live class. I appreciate you. I love you. And yeah, let's wrap this up.